Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. Welcome to the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Podcast, the podcast of clean and sober, K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R, and SinceRightNow.com, with your hosts in recovery, Jeff, Matt, and Chris. Yeah, we're live, like right now. So I'm gonna add what? Matt. I'm gonna add Jeff. Oh, Matt, you're a sandwich. I didn't even mean to. I made you the the meat again. Uh, and, and, and <laughs> you didn't mean to. I, I think, story. I wonder if I can shift us around. Hold on a minute. Uh, oh. No, I can't. Okay. I, oh, there you are, Matt. There I am. All right. Yeah. Um, White bread in between. Brown bread. <laughs> there you go. So, look, What's up, boys? Hey, look at us. We're live on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, Again. Welcome to the uh, not-too-distant future. <laughs> Wait a minute. I've got two maps. Your dog. There we go. Hi, Lynn. Lynn's saying hi. We're back. Hi, Lynn. Hey, Lynn. Hello, Lynn. Um... Uh, yeah, so we're back. We're doing it again. Two, a year later, we're doing yep. our second episode in as many weeks. Yep. Uh, we're trying to figure out the right day for all of us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Friday last week, Thursday this week. Well, uh, it may take a while to nail down a day, but uh, we're going to try it again next week, I assume. Yeah. Um, still in our own homes. Still not wearing pants. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's totally optional. Yeah, but still not drinking. Yeah, um, still not drugging. Okay. And uh, so, what, what do we got? Uh, I know we used to do around the horn, and we kind of started to do it last last week. Uh, yeah. But all of this is sort of—I'm still a little bit rusty in my uh, hosting abilities. Uh, not that I ever had. Rusty. What's that? Right. Rusty horn, rusty trombone. <laughs> you did it, Chris. <laughs> I did it. You did uh, it. Okay. You, you did it, Matt. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, do it. What do should we do? Horn. Somebody, sure. yeah, go for it. What's happening this week? What's happened this past week? Of isolation. I started last time. I think. I think, Glarner, you should start this yeah. time. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, so I've left the house like three times in the past week since last we spoke. Um, walked the dog a lot in full isolation, in full quarantine, uh, except for, you know, Micah, uh, my partner. And uh, yeah, just staying really busy. I mean, it's, I mentioned, uh, I don't know if you guys heard me earlier, tomorrow my grandmother turns 100. Oh, wow. So yeah. That's kind of a big deal in my family. Um, and yeah. she, it, it, you know, relevance here, she uh, gave birth to four alcoholics. So oh. uh, my mother and all three of her siblings are all in long-term recovery. Okay. Um, yeah, my mom was the last one to go. She's got about eight years. Everybody else is like in over 30 years. Wow. So, uh, yeah, they're a recovery-laden family. Yeah. You know. The oh, force was strong. We're Irish. Yeah. <laughs> We like the, you know, John Barleycorn. But, um, no, it's all good. I mean, this is a terrifying time. And yeah. uh, I was starting to, you know, we were starting to talk about it a little bit. But isolation is an interesting thing. And all things considered, you know, this is, uh, this is tenable. This is something, you know, I'm busy with work. I'm, uh, I'm a little bummed out that I, it doesn't seem prudent for me to see my kids right now, even though they're just a few miles away. But... Beyond that, um, life is good. Life is good. I cannot com- complain. You cannot complain. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, it, it kind of sums it up. It's hard to, 
And Matt will be back in a minute. There he goes. He's unfrozen. We finished your sentence for you. Um, it's uh, oh, great. Thank yeah, you. you said I cannot come plane. Um, we we did the plane. Uh, yeah, I mean, people. When uh, I talk to people at work, and I, I was telling Jeff before we got on, uh, there are a couple of days this week where I've been on calls for work, video calls, um, with my team and clients and, and, uh, and just for the whole day, it feels like I've been talking to people via video. Um, and, you know, people ask, uh, you know, how are you doing? What's up? You know, all the standard questions and they're just so loaded. They're more so than they've ever been. Um, because it's, you can give one can give, I can give, the standard response, some fine or, you know, not too bad, whatever. But um, they just, that, that where before those are sort of like placeholders or just uh, things you can toss off and move on, uh, it just mm-hmm. feels so false now uh, to, yeah. to say fine uh, or, you know. Um, it, it feels like people deserve more and and. I don't know, to, than that, than just saying fine. And uh, I don't know, last, yesterday, last, and uh, this morning, for me, were probably the most sort of, um, I guess, anxious about all of this. Uh, mm. Just in terms of, you know, I started, I, I started thinking about, um, you know, what happens if my wife and I both went down, you know, we have to have a plan in place for our nine-year-old daughter. You know, if we, if we were both ill uh, in bed, we'd have to know what to do uh, for her, about her, with her. Um, and so uh, that really struck me. Uh, and, you know, I said, and then I got in front of it and said, okay, well, the best thing we can do is, is start to develop a, a, something proactive that we're going to do. And so we started doing that. And anything that you can do to give yourself um, a sense of control, you know, that very classic, uh, you know, the wisdom to know the difference, whatever, whatever, the, right. that, whatever the three things that ends, um, it, it's knowing what you can control and doing something about it, right? Um, and that will start to, you can, you can build off that. Um, so I started feeling better and, uh, and, uh, you know, and then this morning there was, uh, there's always new news, but things we're, my wife has been the one running out, uh, to do our errands and I, I've been letting, well, letting, I don't know if anybody lets anybody do anything or I, she needs me to let her do anything, but, uh, that's just how it's been. Um, in, in part because I do have a, uh, compromised immune system because of MS, I guess. Um, we decided that'd be best, but, uh, you know, she was going to run out and then, uh, we just, just, we just decided, you know what, let's, let's not, let's not go until we have to go again. Um, which was just a really kind of jarring moment to realize we weren't going to run to the grocery store, you know, um, kind of thing. Uh, but again, then sort of got back in front of that and realized we're good. We have, we do, we're fortunate right now. We do have a pantry full of stuff, even if, you know, we end up, you know, dumping Cheerios in our face, you know, in a few days. Um, but, we, you know, we'd go and, and things will be okay. But having said all that, then I'm sitting down uh, right before this and I uh, read a, an article about, um, you know, things starting to take a turn for the better in Seattle, the sort of to a large extent, if not the epicenter, the the one of the initial, if not the initial um, instances in our country of, of sort of the hardest hit. Um, yeah. But that, uh, you know, it's starting to plateau. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the curve is starting to flatten and things are, the hospitals aren't overwhelmed anymore, which is huge. Um, but, you know, obviously they need equipment, things like that. So, that's a long check-in for me. I apologize, but uh, that's that's okay. where I'm at. <laughs> that is uh, sort of this little, you know, yeah. like we're all going through. That was mine over the past uh, maybe 24 hours. Um, to right before mm-hmm. I got on, I'm like, you know what? This is, you know, this is uh, manageable. You know, as yeah. best we can. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, the challenge is, though, uh, isolation. Like I, tonight, I really was like, man, it would be great to uh, screw these fuckers listening to the podcast and just go have dinner with my boys. <laughs> but, uh, you know. But uh, yeah. no, but I, I am, I, again, uh, today I was thinking a lot about, I, I am very glad to be doing this. Uh, again, it's always selfishly, at least to be able to connect with you, but also because not selfishly, um, I know there are a bunch of people sitting out there that don't necessarily have two dudes that they can call up and Skype with, um, or chicks or whatever they want to, you know, whoever they want to Skype with. And, um, Hey Ron, it's Ron Rainey, y'all. Ron, oh, it, it, wow. Yeah. What's up, Ron? Blast from the past. That's awesome. Um, and, yeah, I think uh, it's funny because I think it is felt, it's like there's two sets of realities out there. There's this reality that I see on social media, read in the paper, see on television, and then there's the life I'm leading, which is not drastically different than it ha- was three weeks ago, other than I guess I'm not leaving my house as much, but I worked from home. But you, you see outside, and then you look outside, and, oh, it's a beautiful day, there's a park, yeah. everyone's walking around, and then you read anything on any social media, right. and it just feels like there's this uh, horrible reality happening out there that feels completely disconnected. And, and yeah, I've been trying, it just feels like there's, a, there's an existential dread beyond just the normal existential dread. And it is yeah. it is really taxing and really really hard. It's funny. I went to the first uh, my first meeting on Zoom, thirty six. There was like twenty oh, really? dudes, and it all populated. But there was one cool. guy that was there for his very first meeting ever. Oh um, wow! And I was like, wow. And and so that was really interesting experience. Uh, and I was like happy for a guy who found that meeting as his first meeting and just, mm-hmm. you know, he quit drinking Sunday and he was telling us that the isolation was that, you know, he'd been been boxed up for a week. And if you wonder what we would all be doing as alcoholics drinking, this guy was isolated for a week and drank himself into this online meeting. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> like nothing wow. else to do. <laughs> and I can just wow. imagine that, wow. right? Just uh, it would stay- not be good. Yeah, it would no. not um, I mean, it's it's hard enough to think about staples and supplies. And can you imagine if you had a stash to worry about mm-hmm. or a, you know, yeah. I mean, that decision to run out or not to run out that Chris was talking about, if yeah. that was about a bottle, changes yeah. the variables a little bit, right. you know? Yeah. I mean, it says a guy who walked barefoot to a bodega <laughs> once in the city, you know? in the middle of the night like you it just changes uh, all the you know all your rationale and all the variables go out the window yeah right uh, and i was like there get to a meeting man yeah yeah it was good it was fun it was fun to go to a meeting just it was cool to see you know joe smith was there just all the guys you know it was fun to see everyone um and have all the old guys trying to figure out the technology was awesome that took like a half hour just to get everyone going but it was it was worth it, it'll I don't know if, you know, it's like you'd wonder is, are we ever going to go back? I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting or have some kind of hybrid. I don't know. It's, it'll be interesting to see. That, that is interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Because there, you go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. I was just saying, I've said the words, no, you go ahead more often in my life in the last week than ever before, because that's what <laughs> conference calls have become to me. It's just a series of, no, no, you go ahead. I'm sorry. You go ahead. Right. It's, I, what was I reading? Something like, not the like what'll be the word of the year, but uh, it was something like that. The the most said said phrase in, of this year will be "You go ahead." Yeah, yeah. we're gonna um, put it in the pledge of allegiance. Right. It's gonna replace e pluribus on currency. Yeah. You um, go ahead. No, you go ahead, America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, well, who knows? Maybe we'll get better manners out of this. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Just the idea of meetings in general i mean my sense i was thinking today is like as much as we all uh want to be able to roam freely about the cabin again um you know what what sort of how that's going to feel how that's going to be if will be like if there, there will be like this enormous amount of trepidation on everyone's part to sort of yeah 
move closer to people. And I was, I was reading something about like in, you know, I think Italy, uh, there are like all these number of cases that people have spent so long inside that they've become agoraphobic, um, and they don't mm-hmm. want to leave. Uh, yeah. um, which, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe that's anecdotal or, uh, apocryphal. I don't know. Um, but I think, uh, you know, I, I think it'll be interesting to the, the reemergence uh, when this is passed. No, I know. It, but yeah, it's it, it, it. Well, there was a ton of meetings that were happening online, so that was good. And and now that now that your business is basically online right now, right, mm. Chris? And and you wonder like, are it's just going to be a whole you know a whole new way of doing things? You know, a whole new way of I don't know. Oh, it's going to be weird. Hey, but I was going to ask Matt, because you were talking about your family and your mom, Matt. And yeah. uh, she sent us this oh, yeah. awesome text this week. Oh, um, I. And, well, and it's so nice. Do you have it? Do you want to? Because I think it was really it was so your mom. And it was just like, oh, yeah, I got me fired she, up. <laughs> so my mom is uh, she sponsors most of the northwest side of Chicago um, on the women's side and is just steeped in. AA wisdom and knowledge and uh let's see what did she and uh yeah yesterday she sent me this thing that says and i will i will read it we were made to survive this we are used to an unseen illness trying to kill us we Hmm. live through it every day we are used to we are used to taking things as they come one day at a time we are used to isolation. We have survived loneliness many times. We are used to quarantine, jails, institutions, uh, detoxes, treatment centers, and more. We are used to turning to a higher power for faith and hope constantly. Wink. We are used to letting go of working every day to keep, up, to keep hope alive. Yes. We are used to fighting against the odds to re- said in the world to make it through this be strong uh so i thought i thought it was i thought it was interesting particularly as pertaining to the you know the isolation and the self-quarantine and just the the lengths that we go to get away from everyone else and now everyone else is on the other side with us so it's a little bit different (laughs) i thought that was great i thought that was so it is it's the whole unseen illness trying to kill us. Right. That's awesome. Like, oh, we've dealt with this all the time. It's it's so it's so interesting. And the whole one day at a time thing has been, you know, it's like we're all living one minute at a time now. Yeah. And every, yeah. every time you open, you know, read the news, something, something dramatic has changed about the future. Some mm-hmm. new huge thing has changed. You're like, holy shit. Yeah. And it feels like literally you're, you're being forced to live a minute at a time. Today, I was in my head about business the way I would normally be, and it felt so weird because I didn't know if I was supposed to be worrying about shit like this or just not be worrying about shit like this, or even if there's a future to be worried about shit like this. Mm. And it was the most disconcerting feeling trying to have a it was I don't know. It was just really hard, really ang- anxious. It was mm. bizarre. I couldn't get my head around how I'm supposed to react or how I'm supposed to feel mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, am I, am I supposed to be planning for a future? Are we, are we doing stuff like that right now? I don't know. It's, it's strange. It is. It's very strange. I, uh, you know, going to work, I mean, the yeah. same place I'm sitting now, I, this is where I, I come in here and I sit here all day and I do this with other people. Um, yeah, yeah. For, for my job, you know, and I, I do work, work on this computer, but, um, you, you know, it's interesting, like having those tight, those work related frustrations that would happen or, or anything that happens with work that would happen regardless of what's going on with this, uh, coronavirus. Yeah. yeah. yeah process like having that sort of leave my mind for a bit and then processing all of that normal life stuff as normal life stuff and then stepping away to like have lunch or leave the room and and remembering that you know um it 
having to, I guess what I'm getting to is having to, to put the appropriate weight to it. Like how much is it supposed to matter? It matters one tremendously because I need to work and and have a, you know, have a job and, and and I still want it. I'd still like what I do, but then in the context of walking up out of this room to have lunch with like my wife and daughter who are, who are, you know, home with me all day in the midst of this self-isolation, it just, it, it's, it's, it's disconcerting is what it is. It's disorienting. Uh, um, and, uh, that's how I felt. Yeah, it's very disorienting. Totally. Um, and there's, just, a, there's a, a whole host of new things to be scared of, you know, um, as an, just as an example. So part of my job now is I, I write these think pieces and I research them for this certain company. But uh, yesterday I was working on this piece that basically postulated that in the post-pandemic world, we're all going to have residual social distancing sort of habitually mm-hmm. hardwired into us. And public transportation is going to suffer wildly. Interesting. So they're going to be all ramifications of everybody driving their own vehicle like we look. Yeah. Side I note. See that. We're raising that. Scenario. Pardon? Yeah. All right. Side note. We're going to have a fundraiser to get you better Wi-Fi. <laughs> I thought it was good. No, where, did I, where did I freeze up? But uh, you've been freezing up a few times, uh, and you're a little more pixelated than us. It's okay. Uh, uh, but here, I want to clear up a couple things because we're getting a lot we're of not stuff. Wi-Fi shaming you, Matt. That's we're, all. I'm we're saying. not. We're not. We're not Wi-Fi shaming. Just we want to help. Uh, so a couple things though in the in the chat room. I just want to get to really quick because uh, okay. they're flying by. One, uh, I want to say hi to Hillary, who did join us from Colorado, and. Uh, so Colorado is on lockdown, but liquor and pot stores are, are considered essential services, which is really interesting. And I, like, okay. I, I want to talk about that. Interesting. Um, which uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But okay. uh, Lynn's been here very actively participating, and I appreciate that, Lynn. Um, uh, I, I, we, we will, as we continue doing it this way, figure out how to involve all of you in the chat room better. Uh, more often, that's on me. And as you know, anybody that's listened long enough, if you rely on me to get it done, it's going to be janky at best. Um, And then the other thing is, uh, I just want to make sure we give credit to the right person. Is that your mom's writing or is that Matt? Oh, it was passed along to her. Okay. Okay. It's not a a Kathy Glarner original. Because uh, uh, somebody was mentioning that uh, purgatory is where we are, says Lynn. Uh, Ben's back. He's glad to see us back. Purgatory. Uh, ben in Seattle. Ron, the mayor, uh, is you know has a new new municipality over here on Facebook Live. Um, he's annexed another town. <laughs> Ron. Um, and uh, oh, Ohio by way of Portland and Kansas City. Okay. Um, Correcting Ben's lo- locale. Uh, so I just wanted to make sure I recognized. I hope I got everybody in there uh, because we do appreciate you being here and we're glad to be here with you. Um, and uh, I-, I didn't mean to kill the vibe or the momentum, but um, uh, I just want to clear up a couple of things. So one, uh, I- I've found that that you know, I've got my toilet paper and I've got my whiskey mentality, which I don't know, in our neighborhood, there was a, a photographer, a local photographer, which had, who had a great idea. Uh, she uh, went out, I guess she posted on Facebook that she was going to walk out on her street and do portraits to come out on your porch with whatever you wanted, your family, your pets, and bring whatever you wanted out. And she would shoot a portrait of you um, oh. from the side from the sidewalk. Terrific, cool. idea, terrific self-promotional idea. Really cool idea, and also you know gets people this be- you know beautiful capturing the the moment kind of thing. Yeah. And um, uh, a couple, a few uh, were people with you know, of course toilet paper and like whiskey. And <laughs> you know, one's a guy like with his toilet paper. He's got a cigar. He's and it just it. it irritated me because it's such i mean why would you want this to be how you memorize it but he's got his toilet paper he's got a cigar he's got like a flak jacket he's all in black he's got combat boots a flak jacket and his ar-15 and i'm like so all those other things 
mean, aren't Wait, what this hey, shows aren't what this shows about. But uh, so, but more than one had people with their whiskey, and uh, you know, there's this as much as uh, you know, it's a pervasive part of our society. A lot of the messaging around this, and a lot of what you see, is people talking about you know, stay home and get drunk and. You know, I saw somebody did a series of, of posters, a designer of, you know, what to do during this time. And one was drink more beer. And I'm just like, I don't know. It's just me getting back to that resentment of uh, the glorification of just mindless yeah. whatever. Well, it, it's funny that you said that dispensaries are going to be open. I was right. curious about that. I didn't know one way or the other. But I don't know if... I don't know if they're, they would shut... I was thinking, are they going to shut liquor stores? Or is the... Because our the brewery that brews our beer is going to stay open, and then I'm like, is beer going to be proven essential and alcohol going to be an essential thing? Well, I don't. Know. That's what uh, Hillary's saying. Like people will freak out if they can't drink, right? I would think there'll be some somebody. Yeah, well, there's plenty of overlap. You know, you think about grocery grocery stores are you know if they're essential and they do carry liquor. Yeah, you, you know. I know. It's that's just something. Yeah, yeah. Well, but but at dispensaries, yeah, I was curious. Like, yeah, they would whether they they are an essential thing. I guess they are if they're they're medicine, right? Like medicinal, yeah. total medicine. So makes sense. They're like pharmacy. They'll stay open or not. Everyone's got to hunker yeah. down with their whatever, you know. I guess it so. is weird. Like you kind of got to hunker down. I wrote this thing for something today, talking about. Mm. Trying to stay in the moment, things that help you stay in the moment. And I will say for me, non-alcoholic beer helps me stay in the moment because I feel like I'm off off the clock somehow and having a beer. Mm. I'm having non-alcoholic beer. And I'm like, oh, thank God. It's cool. Some, everything's okay. Even just for a brief second, it's weird. Uh, there's still that connection between trying to get your mind off whatever is happening. Just yeah. the daily rampage of whatever. Like any little tool feels like... Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take a little bit of that, uh, whatever that is. It's a it's a cue, you know. Right. When I when I cook dinner every night, I open up a little one of those little Diet Coke cans. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like it, it's just a little bit of a Pavlovian signal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I like Matt's got a little Diet Coke can. I can see that Matt, like a little eight ounce Diet Coke can. That's seven awesome. and a half. Seven and a half. <laughs> eight is too much. <laughs> Come right. on, I'm only one man. I know. <laughs> you are small. Yeah. I'm. I'm reluctant. I'm reluctant to because I keep. I know I keep freezing up. So yeah, I don't right. feel like I've finished any thoughts. So I'm just hanging. Okay, I'm that, going. I'm going to try something. Uh, oh, well, you guys can't see it. Are you watching the Facebook feed, Jeff? I am not. Okay. I was just curious because there's a way, I think, to add uh, comments directly to the feed so that the people on the feed can see it. Because uh, Ben, uh, and, well, ben, I guess, and Hillary both said that what, what makes uh, alcohol and uh, liquor stores and dispensaries essential is to help keep people from... Uh, withdrawing and potentially dying. Um, oh. Well, there you go. So, uh, well, at least the liquor stores. I mean, I, I guess uh, if you don't get your weed, you're not going to die. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe. What do I know? Um, uh, but yeah. I, I, I'm okay with that. I was like, and, and not, you know, okay I'm with okay people with dying. No, no, I'm okay with them keeping making it's the sunk uh, cost, man. Just yeah, just like anything sold in a liquor store and a pharmacy or whatever. It's like yes, it's hard to go back and pick products that are essential and aren't. You can't even get right. into that. It's like th that's right. going to stay open. So it is what it is. So yeah, uh, I I guess I that kind of I still have that kind of whatever gets you through the night mentality yeah. for yeah. the great population. You know, True. Yeah. I mean, uh, it is. You're right. Once you enter in there and start trying to parse out what what essential means and you know what's truly necessary, I mean, is frosting essential? You know, by the same measure, a lot of the a lot of the things that are carried in the grocery store are yeah essential. Um, they're they're comforts. Right. Yeah. Uh, we 
We'd all be drinking Soylent if essentiality was the only component. You know, we'd all just get, just give me protein pills. Yeah, Good that's point. funny. That's super funny. That's super funny. Well, yeah, we were trying to figure out all the people that we do business with. We needed letters from us saying that these people were essential in the whatever essential is just to have a letter. Like, like some, I don't know, are people going to start cracking down and cities are going to go business by business? And I mean, I'm like, I'm doubting that now. I hope everyone has better things to do than that thing. It feels like it's going to be very voluntary in a smart way. And I hope it is, you know, right. like that's just, I don't know. And, and, if you can, you will. And if you have to go to work, you probably are going to work, I guess. I mean, it's, you know, I'm sure there's lots of people that I know there are that are just going to the office still, right? right? Still doing stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah it, one of the things that's frustrating me is that every single one of my clients this week, I've been slammed. Every yeah. single one of my clients has felt that they have to make a statement, a public facing statement <laughs> about this disease. Yeah. about this pandemic and about mm. their role in it or stance on it or their view of it. Right. And nobody gives a shit. Right. I don't need to, I, right. I don't fucking care. I don't right. care what any companies have to say about this disease. I, uh, it drives right. me crazy. And I'm, awesome. I'm the bastard writing this. It's right. brutal. Right. We really should say something. No, you shouldn't. Right. Shut up. You're fine. It's hilarious because there was a collection somewhere of, uh, it was I think it was on Twitter, like shared the most ludicrous uh, COVID-19 email from from a company that you've gotten. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's just thinking about it, like I've gotten them from like stock uh, footage companies that are like, you know, during this time, you know, be, you know, because of course nobody's shooting anything. So it's kind of makes sense. But still, it's like the stock footage company doesn't need a COVID response. You know, you think you're like that we're, we're no. doing everything to, you know, it's like, yeah, but uh, I, I've got, yeah, I've got them from companies that I have not heard of in years. Right. I somehow I'm on their mailing list and they just have to hit the entire mailing right. list with their COVID-19 response. And they don't have a newsletter once a month. Like right. rest <laughs> assured your me undies will still be shipping. Did we make that electro class? I've heard it since if we did, we, yeah. but, uh, um, really good. So, okay, the one frightening thing I read this week was uh, the the city of St. Louis experienced massive gun sales. Yeah, <laughs> well, every... arming up, man. I hope you guys are loading up, right? You obviously bought guns this week, <laughs> Matt. Come on, <laughs> uh, right here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right, baby. It's all I need. Every time the sun's up. <laughs> that's right. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know what What? You go ahead. Me? <laughs> Matt. <laughs> Matt? Matt? Yeah. Talk about guns. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I was just going to say that's a very Missouri-appropriate response. I mean, you can remember what happened in the wake of the Michael Brown shooting in Ferguson, and uh, and the, the ensuing protests and everybody was was arming up for a while. Were they not? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, now they're in super my liberal armed. Over here. Yeah, I don't know. But I wonder, like it. I guess you gameplay this out in your head, where there's a complete and total societal breakdown. No, there's no food going anywhere. Everyone is starving. I guess right or. Uh, whatever, and at some point you're going to need guns to protect your stock of food in the basement and or go and get food at the grocery store and start shooting everyone? Is that the... I mean, is that where your head goes? I just... I, I, get I don't know. Of sudden, like, yeah. At that point, you're like, I don't know. I don't know if a gun's going to be the thing. <laughs> Sounds like we, we would have bigger problems. It's protecting than that. what's yours. You don't want anybody yeah. coming into your house and taking your Cheerios, you know? Right. I think that's more over. I think that the real concern is, you know... Oh. yeah the chat room yeah that's funny yeah i don't know i mean i can't imagine that i don't know you want to be in that reality where it's about um shootouts for cheerios yeah. you know it's yeah. fun when it's a uh, uh, fiction <laughs> you know post-apocalyptic sure. fiction, but. but you chris you play a lot of first-person shooter games I watch my kids play a lot of first-person mm. shooter games, so I definitely put guns in their hands because I think they do all right. Oh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Well, I mean, they don't, 
they're constantly, you know. Well, I don't like, know if I've ever even seen a first-person shooter oh, game. <laughs> they kind of like, you know, you go around and, yeah. Shoot exactly. things. Yeah. Yeah, pretty fun. Well, in, in real life, IRL, Sabine is actually quite an archer. And uh, uh-huh. so we're talking about getting her uh, a, a bow for her birthday, which is May 1st. Um, nice. I'm trying to whisper because she might be outside the door. Um, but, uh, yeah. There you go. And they, little, just little Katniss. Let, let, right, exactly. Let her Katniss the shit out of some people. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be our hunter-gatherer. <laughs> That's cool. I like right. that. That's a good plan. It's only like- a matter of time before we have to start hunting on yeah. the suburban streets and urban streets of St. Louis for our dinner. All right, so yeah. I'm going to try something. I just okay. popped. Oh, wait, that didn't. Wait, here it is. Uh, it doesn't quite work. I'm putting a. It's live on the stream, I think. But uh, it says, How do you guys think this whole thing is going to help the online recovery space? Um, the, their coronavirus or this specific. Uh, our, po- our podcast? <laughs> I think the coronavirus. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know um, if it's helped so much as I mean, force the on to force every space to move online. So um, you know, uh, I, I'm I'm surprised because I spend again so much time just professionally online and looking at everybody trying to figure out how to move their clients' efforts online. Um, how fast things are happening, like whole conferences are immediately moving online and into virtual space and into, you know, streaming like, like we did, you know, we were streaming before, but for some reason we never did it this way. Um, but, uh, I think, I don't know, maybe we just, I don't know why we didn't, we never did Facebook live, but before this, but, uh, I, I think it, it will help in the sense that, um, Everyone's moving online. More people will become aware of the opportunities uh, for recovery support online um, and uh, will realize, I think there are a lot of people that may gain more of an understanding that they're, uh, you know, I guess less alone than they thought they were maybe. Um, That, uh, you know, for me, I remember way, way back, all of those decades ago, uh, brag, uh, when I got sober, that uh, my social anxiety kept me from, you know, setting foot inside an AA room. And that's how come I had to figure out, like, how I was going to do it. Um, but, you know, if something like this or any of the other resources that are online or podcasts were available then, you know, it would have been a tremendous, uh, you know, asset to my sobriety and also, uh, but I think more specifically to recovery for me, which again, we'll get into that again someday for the new use listeners, um, about how I feel about the notion of recovery. But, uh, anyway, so yeah, I think it'll, it'll be a net positive when, you know, when this is over or whatever counts as being the next phase, uh, you know, um, Easter, Easter, dude. Easter, it's fuck Easter. Easter. Yeah. But yeah, I think more people will be here online, uh, Doing recovery shit, um, and that'll be good. I I I agree. I agree, and that's something I was talking about yesterday uh, with my mom, who's attended innumerable Zoom meetings throughout the week. I mean, several a day, um, most days, and she just said that it. You know, she feels like this is going to transform the recovery landscape and the sobriety landscape, uh, and I and I think that can only be a good thing, right? And this time, we're going to make money off this shit. dollar dollar bills y'all um yeah uh so lynn hit the nail on the head lots of people will be seeking help after this i I think so um i I think yeah i i think um i I think i'll also have a i don't know what the again net sort of shakeout will be if it if it pushes more people into indulging their substance use issues or not. But I, I saw a, at least a handful, two, three 
uh, posts about people that were beginning their sobriety because of this. Um, yeah, basically, like, there's no, this is the best time to do this because one, uh, you know, you're, you're away from temptation. Uh, two, you just, it really shouldn't be going out for the that, you know, to score whatever you're scoring. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so that it's, you know, it's prompted some people to have a go. It, it's the whole, the sociological experiment of all kinds of things doing this will be interesting. Is there going to be a baby boom? Is right. there going to be a divorce boom? Right. Yeah. Is there going to be a relapse boom? Is there going to be a recovery boom? It, who knows? You know, it's it, a lot of booms. <laughs> A lot of weird things can happen that we're all, you know, locked up. Like, what what are the what are the outcomes of all this? I have no idea. Yeah. Like, all these babies get born, and then everyone get they then they their parents get divorced immediately because they can't stand each other. I I could very easily, knowing myself, see myself saying, "When this is over, dot dot dot." You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are using this as an opportunity, but mm-hmm. I think there are also probably a lot of people that are using this as uh, uh, it, it's that purgatory. Yeah. It's that, well, I can't really do anything now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and Lindsay sort of summed it up as uh, instead of thinking, why is this happening to me? Uh, try thinking of uh, what can I learn from this and, and what, what can it teach me? So, I mean, it's definitely an opportunity if, if, well, in addition to all the negative things it is, it provides an opportunity to better oneself or the world or, um, you know. Uh, yeah, if you've uh, never read, read the big book and all the, you know, stuff, now's the time, right? You can right. read a lot of stuff. Yeah, if time to <laughs> explore whatever you need to explore. Yeah. You haven't, Chris, you haven't, you've been busy and, and it sounds like you've been busy, Matt, but like now's the perfect time if you wanted to do, write the book, the screenplay, the creative project, whatever that is, right? Like if you're ever going to do something, now's the time. Yeah, you would think that. And that's what's so frustrating for me is, is I am so busy because yeah. again, everyone has something to say right now. Right. They all want to try to articulate unique point on this and uh once that's over maybe lose a little yeah okay yeah and i hear what matt's saying too because uh i mean i'm just uh, as busy if in in many ways busier uh this past week um working from home and and it's because of that you know clients want to talk about every aspect of their business but also we have the same projects we'd normally have uh we haven't the, the clients that i have haven't scaled anything back if anything we had one conference that was going to be a real life conference that now we also have to switch gears and do additional work to figure out how to make it a virtual conference um so yeah i've just been busy it's like i would love to like you know we're we're also like uh, as a as a company um you know working on designing posters uh and uh, i'm like man i would love to find the time to to do that um and i will but you know I saw your poster, the Flatten the Curve poster. That was cool. Well, that was our one of our Somebody. head creatives. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I saw that too. Did that. Yeah, Fantastic. Andy, Andy Wise did that. Um, it was nice. Yeah, really. Nice. Thought on. Uh, it was a really nice riff on the uh, WPA era, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's what's in uh, back by Easter poster with Jesus somehow bring coming back and bringing everyone back from you know. I like it. An American you flag. Know, you just gave me Easter. you just gave me an idea uh, because okay. I have a poster that I did a long time ago of Trump uh, called Cheeto Jesus, and I'm just going to take that and put back by Easter on it. Son of a bitch! That's terrific. Jesus. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Here, here's my theory on that is, and this is super cynical, but I bet I'm not far off. Okay, so Trump gets a lot of campaign donations from the big churches, the huge, I mean, these are the churches, they've given him tons and tons of money. Mm. They're calling him be like, dude, this is our single biggest money raising day mm-hmm. of the year. We cannot cancel this day. It's like 60% of our income 
So and so immediately it's like it's like he's already seen it. Like oh Easter, we're gonna be back. You can get back because they're like we can't miss this day, man. We're it's it'll kill us financially. That's my theory. That's my yeah. theory. Yeah. I, I just thought that by identifying a Christian holiday, yeah. it was another one of his subtle ways to be an exclusionary racist piece of shit. Well, you know? that too. Yeah. I mean, he didn't say by Ramadan or by Passover. He said by Easter. So. All right. Well, that I okay. So okay, politics. We're jump, we're going to jump into this the bipartisan bill. Here's my hot take. Uh oh. Everybody hates it. I saw I saw posts of the three right the three Republicans that I'm somehow Facebook friends with who hated it because it gave money to the poor, and then lots of people on our team were saying they hated it because it gave money to the rich. I my take is that that's what compromise looks like, and it's the first time we've actually had a compromise in a bill in God knows how long. So welcome to compromise, everyone. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll buy it. I'll buy that. Yeah. I don't know. It's a lot of money. We're going to all get checks. What are we worried We're about? We're not, Let's though. Come. We're not, though. We're not? No. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm not based on – there's a calculator. I mean, I'm definitely not. You're um, not yeah. getting any corner. No. 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 Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh-huh. Even my, you know, yeah, even my freelancing ass can't can't do that. So My, uh, my starting a business ass lost so much money for so yeah. long that – I, I think I'm getting money. Right. Well, maybe, probably, but <laughs> are you going to go to Disneyland? In my way. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It's great. I think everybody that can get $1,200 should get $1,200. It is a sliding scale, though. So everybody that really should probably get $1,200 isn't going to get the $1,200. Um, yeah. It, and the reality is, I, I think, and who am I to figure out, you know, global economics? But uh, you know, like Canada is doing two thousand a month for everyone, regardless. Oh. Um, and uh, Canada. Yeah. Just another way they make us look bad. Totally. And, and the thing is, this is God. Why don't I live there? Why don't I live there? Well, yeah. you can't now. Um, but you know, 1200 on a sliding scale one time, you know, it's great for, for some people it, well, for, for, you know, all of us even, but for, for a lot of people, it's a, a huge, it'll make a huge difference. I get it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I'm, yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm glad, but, uh, anyway. Uh, I, I don't know. It just, it's sort of a, it, it, it's hard to. Uh, I don't know, assess what's needed by who, whom, and when. Uh, you know, I was uh, there. I guess Facebook now has a thing where each neighborhood or city or something has a, a specific uh, like group or something. And I was just looking, and you can post like needs that you have now, or you can request you can request in this special specific COVID thing on Facebook. For I guess your region or your I don't know I, I didn't go into it. I started reading the, the needs of some people, and there are just people that need so much more than um, I think any of us on here. And it's just it's disheartening, you know, just uh, that this is going to destroy some people. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, uh, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, if they can, if people can get twelve hundred bucks, uh, yeah, that's great. Um, and I know a lot. People are asking themselves what they can do right now, you know, um, and uh, I don't know. I feel like I I should probably be asking myself that. I, I talked to an aunt of mine today who spends three hours every morning packing 90 individual meals that she then takes to a mission to be given out to the homeless every single day. And I was like, Jesus, I, I really suck. I mean... <laughs> I really suck. It, it just, uh, yeah, there, there's so many opportunities right now, I think, to, to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And yet um, we, I feel more handcuffed than ever, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm going to tell you something. I, I, not in a, uh, not in an immodest way, but I do feel like this is something of value we are doing. Um, and 
I, I genuinely no, do. It's just a setup. I was just set. No, I mean, I, I really do. Um, <laughs> because, you know, we have a platform, we have a voice a lot of, that uh, some people don't. And as we, I think we were saying at the beginning, maybe, that, you know, there are, I mean, I, I, so, sometimes I forget there are people that, you know, live alone, <laughs> you know, that, or people that don't have a large friend network or, um, you know, don't have any family near or um, any number of things, you know. Uh, and uh, I, I, I hope we can provide some measure of comfort for those people uh, struggling with the shit that, you know, we would be all be str- not necessarily struggling with because, uh, but that, uh, you know, that we all know that we're all, all members of the same club. Um, you know, uh, so, you know, this counts, <laughs> you know, we're, we're trying, we're doing something. Uh, and, uh, that, to, doesn't mean there's not more that needs to be done, but I, I don't think everyone can't do everything. And I think we can take solace or comfort that uh, we're doing something and find out where else we can do something. Um, so, and Lynn says, in all seriousness, yes, this group is super important and a gift during this time. Uh, and, you know, I will say that even if it's not us, the 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 people that do get together in the chat room, uh, I, I I don't know that you, you all would get, you all get together uh, elsewhere or any other time, uh, but it's a room that people can gather in and talk to each other if they don't even want to listen to us. And, have, and you know from before when we were on Mixler, sometimes they weren't even listening to the show; they were just chatting away in the chat room, which I'm, yeah. I love that too. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. it's uh, a. a a, a venue for um, people to hang out on a Thursday night or a Friday night or a Wednesday night um, and not be alone. Yeah. Totally. Uh, what time is it? 8.53. We got seven more minutes. Who wants to say something funny yeah, about this? <laughs> Tell a story, Matt. Tell a story, Matt. <laughs> uh, some of us have subpar Wi-Fi guys and uh they you know dig deep ask yourself what can you do to help the less fortunate no i thought i i thought i had really great wi-fi you know what's crazy it got better because at the very beginning your it was all blocky and now yeah, it's better yeah oh huh. anyway huh. is there someone in your house streaming some something going on like a, a couple movie watching going on uh, that's very likely yeah that's yeah. what i think so. Yeah, Micah's upstairs. She may be... No, she's probably reading. Okay. That doesn't need Wi-Fi, does it? <laughs> no. I don't well, think so. My That's Kindle funny. does. That's funny. Very true. Very true. What books are you guys I, reading? Uh, oh, go ahead, Matt. No, no, no. What books? Yeah. Uh, I am reading... Uh, so I've been reading all these. It's just comfort food for me. It's a science fiction author named Jack McDevitt. They're dumb books with aliens and spaceships, and I love them. And then I uh, yesterday I started reading uh, – there's a new book by a guy named, I think, Andy Green, and it's The Oral History of the Office. Uh, Interesting. And that's hilarious. That's just – I mean, right now more than – nothing provocative or thought-provoking or no self-betterment. It's all just junk. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a good book. That's cool. What are you reading? How about you? Uh, well, I've, I've talked to, I think, Matt offline about this, but I've been on, I have terrible luck with a bunch of shit books. Uh, and it's weird because even bad books, I usually plow through them. Like, I've invested in this. I'm going to read this till the end. But uh, lately, I've adopted the read 50 pages. And if it's not happening, it's not happening. There, there's a couple that I have pushed through. And I'm like, well, shit, I'm glad I pushed through. But I just started reading one called uh, The Way You Lose the Time War. Have you read that, Matt? Or Jeff? I, I, I don't mean to not ask you, Jeff, but I figured like, it's something Matt would be more likely to read. Anyway, I hate it. I have not read yeah. it. I hate it, and I quit. You have read it, Matt? It's, uh, I, did, um, I did not finish it. Oh, good. Thank you. Uh, quite a bit of fanfare. Um, yeah. Even pre-release. 
Yeah. I had read about it, and uh, yeah, I thought it was garbage. It, it, it was terrible. It, it, it reminded me of a an overly precocious, uh, like college sophomore, maybe uh, that uh, I don't know, it, writing stuff that wasn't nearly as clever as it, they thought it was. Um, so yeah, I quit that, and I just started reading. Uh, I can't even remember. I'll, I'll tell everybody next time. But so far, so good. Um, anyway, how about you, Jeff? What are you reading? I'm reading uh, this super awesome book. I think I'm going to get back into movie books. It's called The Big Goodbye, and it's about the making of Chinatown. Hmm. And it tells the story of uh, Roma Polanski, Bob Evans, Robert Evans, the producer, Jack hmm. Nicholson, and Robert Town, the screenwriter. And then kind of ends with the movie getting made and, and the shoot. And all that shit, like uh, the final cut and adventures in the screen trade and all those books I had read at some point, I think I'm going to go back and read them all. And then I think I'm going to write a screenplay. That's my, that's my Corona. I don't even know what, but it's, I think I'm going to write a noir detective screenplay with my kid Hutchinson as the detective through abandoned buildings that we explore at night in St. Louis. Like we'll go out and explore these. And it's just weird anyway. But I'm like, if there's some weird murder going on and he's got to find out what's going on and bad developers are trying to kill him. I mean, and their skateboard, you know, it's like uh, it writes itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> write what you I'm know. In. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Read, <laughs> write what you know. Could be write big. What you know. Could be big in the uh, in the YA market. That's what I'm thinking. You know, romance. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he meets uh, an attractive young lady in one of those uh, abandoned buildings. And that could happen. Sparks fly. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But they could, you know, I, I, if you're in young love right now, I was thinking that, like, what if you just met the person you love three weeks ago? And, like, mm. all of a sudden now you're like, it's not, you can't see him. What do you, like, you just got to Zoom with them? It's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, uh, my son's girlfriend is in quarantine. And, uh, <laughs> oh, that sucks. Oh yeah, yeah. Would, gotta be what'd be awesome is if when the show's over, we all our screens freeze. <laughs> Yours just froze with the best picture, man. I wish I'd done a screen grab. It was like a great smile. It's like it was truly like an end of the sitcom. Like <laughs> even better one now. Hold on. All right. Um, end of the sitcom smile. Like. Um, i like that okay so uh that's an hour we're out of here okay uh uh, thursday or friday lynn says lynn says comedy book that's fun your dad stole my rake by tom papa uh next week television shows Ooh. Um, Are you guys watching the Tiger Show? You guys are not watching yet. the Tiger Show. I can't believe like it I it's blowing up. Uh it's, and, well yeah. There are a lot of great long long read articles out there yes. about uh that story. I haven't watched it yet because uh it's insane. And yeah. it gets more insane. You're That's like, how does it get more insane? And it yeah. just gets getting more insane. Yeah. But it's a there are great reads about it. Yeah. Oh cool. Okay, um, so uh, I guess we're Let's going... Let's get a tiger. Let's get a tiger for next week. I'll, I'll work on that. A tiger. You know what you could do? You have enough time to like, bleach your dog's hair and dye it like a tiger. <laughs> Perfect. Your dog looks like a small tiger. He does. He does. Um, He'd be... All right. I'm going to give everyone a little lasting picture of my dog. Uh, our four dogs. Oh, there's your dog. Hey, hey. guys, <laughs> I, you can't hear it, but I'm playing the outro. Uh, right. And uh, thank you, Lynn. Thank you, everybody in the chat room. We'll be back Woo! next week sometime. Uh, as always, this uh, well, as always, uh, in this new era of since right now, I will publish this to podcast platforms in the next. Uh, I'm going to say by the end of Sunday. This is Thursday. Uh, all right, see you, dudes. Take care, brothers. Stay safe. Stay sober. Amen. Yeah! Thank you.
you're off. See ya. See ya. This has been another clean and sober intervention.